Welcome to the 78th episode of the Crack Die Podcast. We finished book two! Yes, we have indeed do finished book two. Wow, did you did you spend mm-hmm. all night thinking of that one? I did. Wait, which part was book one? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry about it, Rob. It's fine. Still don't know what we're doing. This is okay. what episode yeah. fifteen for you. <laughs> no, I do just want to say now that we're in like our little between books chat, like Rob, you've been a wonderful addition. It's been so much fun to play with you. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. I'm I'm enjoying. This has been a fun game. Hang on, I I have. <laughs> Praising Rob scheduled a little later in the episode. So let's let's be let's not get ahead of ourselves. I didn't know we had an agenda. I do. (laughs) I'm trying to be a better GM or at least take better notes and organize myself a little bit better in, in life. So much like we did at the end of book one, if anyone can remember that far back. Nope. No, no. Very good, Rob. You Mm -hmm. can't remember the end of book one. What's that? But so so just in real life, things that have happened since the end of book one, we have one new cast member. We have three less characters. Yep. Fewer. Fewer. Three fewer characters. We no longer play in person. We've switched to online only. There's been this Mm -hmm. weird thing going (laughs) on in the world where we can't really hang out in person anymore. Uh, and all that happened during the course of book two. So that's uh, that's a lot of world, real world stuff. Yeah. In in the words of Brianna, we've already lost so much in this yes. jungle, Sean. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that is, that is. Yeah. So I just want to start this off real quick with, not even real quick. I want to chat with you guys. What are your thoughts about book two? Things you loved, things you hated. Let's let's just start there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Crickets. <laughs> well, I felt that the story in book two was um, much more um, engrossing than book one. Like, I could really get more into that one. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, I was half expecting Rob to come in with, like... <laughs> With like I, I was really confused. There was there's no introduction. It just kind of throws you into this whole mess without really telling you much. All I know we were knocking over sticks with lizard heads on them. I don't understand why, but that's what we were doing. So Haya, Matt, and Christine. What are your thoughts about the story so far from book one to book two, now that we finished book two and the cult of cinders, which is the name of book two? What do you guys feel? How do you guys feel as players about it? I'm very curious about finding more more threads to the overarching plot for this for the next four books, basically for the the whole. Yeah, the I'm really interested in like the the threads of the overarching plot now, because obviously we have this like you know like dragon lord thing going on. We had all these pillars, so like. Are we going to find more about this cult? Or is there going to be something a little different behind each gate? Are we going to have to go through all the gates? Like, it was a huge deal in book one to find them, and now we found one and activated it. So, I I want to see what comes next. Hiya, any thoughts? I, I just feel like because book two has occurred around real life things, it just kind of set a very strange taste in my mouth. I I don't know. 
I was very excited to to have Rob join us and Knife Sword being an incredible character that he is. Um, in terms of location and lore and things like that, I think book two is is full of that. Otherwise, eh, that I don't know. <laughs> I think I will very much agree that like playing characters stumbling lost trying to figure out what's going on in these woods while basically the whole world is stumbling lost trying to figure out the COVID situation. I, I agree with that like oh yeah. it was a little weird. Um but yeah plot wise and and like lore wise the Moangi expanse is a really fun thing. I love I know we didn't get to see a whole lot of it, but like the culture of the Akuja elves, like yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we got to see some of it. I mean so from book one to book two, gotta say, definitely have mixed feelings about both of them. I mean, there were some good and some bad in both. You know, losing a good chunk of uh, our cast was was tough, Yeah, but always, always a great time to play with Rob. I'm so glad that he didn't realize what I was getting him into when he agreed to do this. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm hoping that To be fair, from the way Twin Talon reacts to Knife Sword, I don't think you know what you were getting yourself into either. <laughs> I think Matt knew what he was getting into. I don't think that uh that Twin Talon had any clue. <laughs> but I'm hoping that the adventures going forward aren't as formulaic as I think they are. But we shall see. Cause we went through the first book and we found the arrowhead. And we went through the Hunter's Gate. And then we did everything in the Moang Expanse. And we got back to the end. And they were like, oh, there's this knife. We don't know why we hold it here. You should have it now. Uh, also, it's a key to a gate on the other <laughs> side. Bye. And I feel like if that's the story structure for everyone, it's just kind of like very, I mean, it's very gamey, which I guess is fine. Like if we're playing a game, but it's, I don't want to say it's hokey or I don't know what the what I'm looking for exactly, but it's just very... I, don't, I hope it's not as predictable as I'm I'm predicting that we just go to like the next thing we do is we open the Desna gate which is the star knife uh the dream gate I think's what they called it yep um and we do that and the first person we meet's like blah 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 and then we come back to the end of the gate and they're like oh by the way I have this piece of corn that I've been holding on to and I think you should have it and we get back <laughs> through and like one of the gates starts glowing we hold the corn up to it and it's just you know that for four more books so I, I do, yeah, I feel like it suffers very much just from, like, having the repetition of the gates along with the repetition of the dragon pillars. Mm -hmm. So I can, like like you said, I can only hope it goes in a different direction. Um, I have faith in the writers at Paizo. <laughs> but yeah, like, definitely, like, wandering around looking for pillars to knock over for a whole book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, I played Kingmaker. I loved Kingmaker. Kingmaker has a lot of running around in the forest not knowing what you're doing, hex to hex, trying to find stuff. But there's, like, a kingdom you're running in the background, or there's, like, this other goal that's happening. And the fact that through the gate there was this citadel that's now full of, infested with goblins, I guess is a good way to put it, that may or may not be fixing it, and eventually will put some time into repairing the walls. Like, it's just not as gripping. At least not yet, as the prospect of running a kingdom. So... Yeah, I think that the just find all the dragon pillars, knock them all down. There wasn't a whole lot else out there or anything else to really do. It was just very straightforward. Like, there's the Cult of Cinder, the Cinder Claws, and they're in a fortress. It's protected by dragon pillars. You should knock them down and then go 
killed the fortress people. Yeah, from my understanding, we could have done the boss fight first, but it would have been a whole lot well, worse. Well, from what they if we hadn't done right, the but again, it. it's very gamified. Like you find a bunch of pillars, and you're like, oh, very, this is clearly like, the game thing we're supposed to do, which is to find all the pillars, destroy all the pillars. So that when we go to the end, that the end boss doesn't have some other ability. In this case, I guess it was there was a, a ward or something on the... Cause I think that's what Sean said, like it would been harder to get in or something. I think... Um, yeah. So had, mm-hmm, for yeah. every pillar you didn't destroy, there was a basically a shell around the final fortress. Mm-hmm. And you could just walk through it, but you would take the damage from each of the... Pillars. Uh, layers of the shell. So you could have just run ran right there and just talked through and died. Yeah, and that would have been fine if we knew where it was, so that wasn't even, like, a logical... Like, if they would have said, like, there's a fortress over here, and we got there, and there was, like, a shimmering thing, and the dragon pillars, and we had to be like, oh, there's probably something we have to do with these. Like, that would have been... I don't know. I would have felt like we were smarter than if we just, like, we just happened to randomly walk into these pillars, and we're like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. Okay. So, again, I, I enjoyed playing... Pathfinder and learning Pathfinder Second Edition, like it, that's been fun too. I've been fun dealing sneak attack as far much as often as I can. But uh, I'm I'm curious to see where we go. I would I just want to point out I love on our on our Discord, Anwar, who as I'm sure our listeners know played Tebit is now uh, he still hangs out there. And one of his favorite quotes is uh, just the sound of Matt rolling damage. <laughs> I'm only getting more dice, Anwar. <laughs> the sound of Matt rolling yeah. a million dice. But yeah, my other favorite thing about the bubble is, uh, as we were discussing, Sean and I were discussing after we beat the book, was that one of the ways to get through it without taking down the pillars is to burrow, and I think that's hilarious because I can change up Jasper's abilities day by day, and I just tend to leave him with the same ones. So just imagining, like, this little crow trying to dig its way under so he can get in without bothering with the shield is kind of hilarious. Probably would have been the so. same time commitment. We would have sat on the one side for two weeks while yeah. he just very slowly <laughs> dung underneath. <laughs> well, Jasper is just like, yeah, right? <laughs> so how did you guys feel about the <sighs> hexploring, as we call it, the hexploration? Matt, I, I, I definitely feel your, like, your, your, your sentiment about if there was better directions. Um, and I don't know if that was me or if that's just the way the book is written. It, so something I think I didn't relay well enough going back and re-looking at the book is if the Akuje got too close to the pillar or got one hex away from their from Acrevel, they became blind and like they lost all senses. Yeah. You which is why they couldn't go deal with it. You mentioned that, but then like the pillar that was closest to them shot darkness and made you blind. So we just assumed that's what they were talking about. Right. No, it's actually, yeah. it was actually the way the pillars were erected and the, the magics behind them is they were warded against the Akuja. Like some weird, like, Akuja Yes, exactly. Thing? And it even goes yeah. as far as saying, if you have a player who is playing an elf and decided to, you know, play an Akuja elf, it affects them. <laughs> so. Wow. Um, hmm. How would anyone have done that? I mean. Well. I mean, if if character if you lost a character, you know, Rob had decided to come in and play. Sure, Akuji. I guess. I mean, the, the Akuja are actually in the core book, I believe, as one of the as one of the like ancestry elven ancestry standard heritage. Yeah, mm. so it is Ooh. possible. 
again, the chances I feel are so, so astronomically improbable, but. As a game writer, if that wasn't there, there would be a million more. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Right. But at the same time, like how much fun would that be for that person? Like they get one hex away from the city and all of a sudden like they have no perception. They have no senses. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that, man, that would be it would rough. be very, very rough. I don't want to play this character anymore. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I want to know, like, did you have a random encounter table or like, because there were like, there was one thing that was like plot-ish that we ran into when we ran into whatever the hell Gilderoy Lockhart's actual name was. Yeah. Gerhard um, Pentergast. And like, Gerhard Pentergast, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and I have no idea, again, if he's written that way or if that's just how Sean chose to portray him, but either way, loved it. That's how he's written. Cool. Loved it. But that seemed to be, like, the big plot thing we ran into, aside from, I think we eventually ran into the orcs, who we realized the the fey creature had had interaction with. But, like, I, how much of that was there? All of that. That was all... Right. Like, it was, the, well, was there extra stuff, or, like, is that... We, we found, found all of it. Uh, well, hang on. I'm looking at the hex map real quick. So, each of those locations are spe- specific. So, there's... 16 different events that are pre-written for the map. And I believe you guys got all of them. The Cobalt Scout, right at the beginning. Uh, All of the Dragon Pillars. The Angel. Gerhardt. The Demon Hunters. Right. The Demon Hunters were like a non-thing. Like we ran into them and they were just like, oh good, you did the thing. And then we just faded to black and they were gone and then there was the elephant people who the only reason we went there is because the okuja were like these people may be able to help you and then we got there and they weren't there there was one dude who was leaving so i just feel like that was a throwaway like there was a lot a lot of the stuff here was just very inconsequential like if we had never found it it wouldn't have changed anything other than the dragon pillars sure right so there there it it yes and no Yes, in the fact that you could just bypass them and not do anything. That's where a lot of the loot stuff comes from, like the scrolls and the weapons and whatnot. Mm. Um, also, every time you dealt with one of those events that wasn't a pillar, mm-hmm. you are still gaining influence points with the Ikuje. So, for example, with the Dinosuchus, Sweet Tooth, if you killed him... If you went after him and killed him, you lost influence with the Akuje because they don't think they don't like animals. You know, they, they're they're primarily vegetarians, so they don't. I never would have guessed that from like the huge celebrations of meat at the feasts. But they mentioned that they don't <laughs> eat meat often. Right. They, that's, true. that's why. So one of the things is in the beginning and they ask you, oh, like, you know, dietary preference or what would you what type of feast would you want if you say oh no no animals you get more influence with them i don't remember that being a choice at all i remember them being like we're going on a boar hunt you want to go on a boar hunt like that's how i remember it i could be totally wrong but i don't remember ever them yeah. being asked I, and I, I i get the whole like i don't think you ever expressed that to us as a gm and i don't i don't know like when or how you yeah. would but like even knowing like going forward like oh like no matter what you do on this hex it's all going to come back to that like i don't think that was ever like anything you do here will affect your standing with the akuja i don't think we were ever really made aware of that until this moment right and also on the way back we just high-fived what's his face he gave us a knife and we went through the portal like it wasn't like there was any interaction with them after so again i feel like 
all of that right. could have never happened and the plot would have been exactly the same. Fair. Other That's than it would have been not as long and we wouldn't have got loot or experience points for those things, which I'm I'm fine with loot and experience. To be fair, yeah. I mean, yeah, and to be right. fair, we could have sworn ourselves to the beta That's and true. had to make new characters. <laughs> that is That's, true. That is true. <laughs> so uh, I want to move on to the next, my next little dot on my agenda here. And all it says is mm-hmm. <laughs> knife sword. I want to know. <laughs> Didn't do it. <laughs> I want to know. What love is? Your <laughs> Yes. Well, definitely. But I want to know, Christine, Matt, Haya, your thoughts, both as players and your character's thoughts on knife sword. And then I also want Rob, I want your reaction to the other, the other characters, uh, both as knife swords thoughts and your thoughts on how you think this is going to go forward. Uh, also, I, I think Rob, you've done an amazing job of stepping in like Matt said in the very beginning of to mm-hmm. something that uh, you had no idea <laughs> about the commitment and all of that uh, when you, when Matt suckered you into this. And I feel like you fit in very well. And honestly, one of the things I was most scared about when we lost Pond Watcher, honestly, was the comedy. Temid and Pond Watcher were mm-hmm. great comedy characters. And I was like, oh, we're going to be so short of that now. And then here comes Knife Sword, and well, we're not short of it. So I feel like I feel like you've jumped in really, really seamlessly and and really well. But I want to hear everyone else's thoughts. Um, in two of the other games I'm playing at this moment, I am playing an absolute chaos gremlin, and I love seeing from the other side what I do to those people I'm playing with. <laughs> <laughs> I I love Knife Sword. I think he is amazing. I think he's just such a a great little character. I love all of the goblin swears that you come up with, Rob. <laughs> I think my favorite was was like tooth toothpaste hairbrush perfume or something. Like I love it. Um <laughs> Soraya, I feel like she's she's an elf. She's older and she was a hermit, so she's also like she's out there. So she's just kind of like, alright. This new little thing with a large mouth and lots of teeth and more magic than sense is in the party now. This should be fun. Okay. <laughs> I I echo, Sean, your your concern that as, as heartbreaking as it was to lose all three of our cast members, um, I was also concerned of how to add the element of comedy. Though the four of us that, that have remained do have comedic abilities and elements. I think the three characters we play are not necessarily that comedically inclined. So definitely having Rob, who is a master at, at timing and comedy is just phenomenal. It is so good to to have you on board. And as for what Brianna thinks, uh, I think she's a little bit wary at first. She she definitely thought more of, aw, you know. Yes, we will take you under our wing and and protect you and and such. Um, now, after the things she's seen him do, she's like, okay, why was this goblin actually, <laughs> you know, who, who made this decision? Captured? <laughs> who? Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, why are we taking this thing along? We we definitely need to keep an eye on uh, uh, we're, taking, we're taking this thing along because you don't look at your pack enough <laughs> he was asleep in it oh, <laughs> which again I wonder it felt heavy again i like 
it's those kinds of like little things that I just adore with his character. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. <laughs> I agree. Rob has been a fantastic member or addition to the cast. I know for a long time we joked that if Pond Watcher left, all of our audience would leave. And then Pond Watcher left. And we all panicked. Uh well, you know, the show must go on, as they say, but Rob's mm-hmm. ability, I mean, being funny isn't just like saying funny things. It's when you say them, like timing, as, as I said. So knowing when to chime in is is always uh, hard, and I think Rob does a good job of that. Also, on another note, as someone who edits, um, Rob's line looks a lot like Rich's line used to, where it was mostly silence, and then they would just be like, funny stuff just jammed in every once in a while. <laughs> it wasn't a lot on the line, but it was all like... Yes. All all gold. Whereas, whereas you look at my line, it's just constant. I'm just trying to hit enough jokes that eventually someone will think one of them is funny and that's what they'll remember. Whereas, as far as Twin Talon, I think that there's a lot of things going on with Twin Talon. Um, a lot of things have happened and a lot of things have changed. He grew up in a place where, I mean, he was basically a child soldier to begin with. And he grew up like in a war, like not... I would say, like, from when he was, like, seven or eight, like, he was part of a war, and he's gone through a lot, and he kind of thought he was a certain person, and then he's gotten mm-hmm. through the last couple weeks, I guess, or months, whatever it is, from book one to now, and um, a lot has happened uh, in a short time, and I think as many of us did in reality, when life just went to fucking absolute shit just like overnight like everything was bad silver got kidnapped pawn watcher and tama just wandered off into the night like they were just like out there half of their number was just gone without any in a foreign place and there was a goblin and it i I feel like at a certain point you're just like okay that might as well happen like okay uh either that or you just go insane so i think that he has a lot of of thinking to do also i mean he did have a slight conversation with him about, you know, if you want to go back with us, you can, because we asked uh, where he came from or how he got here, and he didn't know uh, Knife Sword. He said he was he was where he was, and he left, and then he blacked out, and then he was here being a slave, which is, wherever he was, is not even close to the Mwangi Expanse, as far as we can tell, so how he got here is anyone's guess. No, it's actually in the Mwangi Expanse. Oh, really? Because Knife Sword didn't say that. He said he didn't know where he, where he was at all. Well, I don't know. Where, he doesn't know where he is, but uh, you know, he, he does speak Moangi. Well, he also does a lot of things, so I'm not going to hang my hat on any of that. <laughs> That's very true. But, I mean, if, if nothing else, I mean, Knife Sword may find a, a camaraderie with the other goblins, so and then I'm sure we'll be needing his talents at some point. But, yeah, I think Twin Talon is just kind of reeling with everything that's happened over the past you know month or so, and he's not about to just kick somebody out just be like bye just because they didn't start their journey with him so yeah i think he's he's just kind of going with the flow right now all right rob read the rest of the cast of filth no uh (laughs) (laughs) wow i I, no i really appreciate everything you guys said that was cool um uh yeah no i i really well just just so you're aware we'll never be nice to you again so just soak it up while you can get it all right just a minute No, thanks. Uh, like, yeah, uh, when when Matt first suggested uh, I, I try this out, like, I was like, oh, you know, I like doing role playing and stuff. So, um, yeah, no, but it's been it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for letting me kind of go off the deep end with my stuff. <laughs> I just kind of been doing what kind of 
just sort of jumps in my mind at the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, he'd do this. So, you know. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and I really enjoy uh, playing with you guys. So um, as for, for Knife Sword, yeah, he thinks it's better than, than uh, <laughs> mining yellow rocks, so he's cool with it. Low bar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I mean, he basically grew hey, up I'm in I'm digging a... up chunks of poisoned metal. Ah, going with you guys seems like a better deal. Yeah, yeah we haven't broken yeah, his hands yeah. once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yet. Well, let's just say that, that mining the yellow rocks was better than where he was before that, so, you know, it's cool. Basically grew up in a trash heap. Oh. So, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, no, and uh, yeah, he he doesn't. The, the reason he didn't ever escape the 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 yellow rocks was well, a he didn't know if there was anything else out there, and uh, and b he didn't realize he could do all the magic stuff. So it's kind of just sort of happening uh, over time. But yeah, is that why we tend to get spontaneous uses of noxious vapors? Yeah, he just thought that was <laughs> everybody did that. You know, <laughs> you know, everybody farts. You know, it's a thing. I think there's books on it. You know, so. It's like that meme about like the bard discovering his powers. Yeah, I just insulted this guy and he dropped dead. <laughs> Knife sword just like I got scared and farted and they died. <laughs> Little confused. No one else's farts. You can act, you can't see anybody else's farts. You they're, they're just not visible. It's weird. Clearly, that's just a goblin thing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. So he he uh, he, he kind of likes you guys. He thinks Saray's got some cool stuff she comes up with over there. But he's very wary of Jasper because you know he kind of looks like a, a a black seagull, you know. And he's he's mm-hmm. pink. Mm-hmm. He's pink. <laughs> oh, okay, a pink seagull. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, Jasper looks like somebody made a Muppet out of suede. Oh, really? And, like poorly. <laughs> set, okay. Po- animated it to the best of their ability, which may not be excellent. Yes. He's still in like the seagull shape. Yes. Though. Yeah. That so. is true. You know. Yes, very much a seagull shape. Yeah, so I'm kind of wary of that, you know. <clears throat> Those things are evil. But yeah, so <laughs> he's curious to figure out how you make all like the different cocktails and stuff that you do. He thinks they would go well with some of the meals. <laughs> just imagining him just trying to eat an alchemist fire now, or like an acid flask. I just see him sitting there <laughs> munching on some leather armor, drinking an acid flask. Oh no. You you, you joke, but the, you, that's the reason I've got the hide armor in my inventory. Oh no! Oh no! We we remember. No. <laughs> You're just like, oh man, this is great jerky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're really happy you joined us, and it's been really fun. I can't wait for you to go through the next book, like the full book, and oh yeah, and we'll get to see all of the new fun things. It'll be good figuring out what's going <laughs> on. I mean, right now he's just kind of like you know, he sees uh, he sees Brianna as like a like a. Um, a wall, a walking wall, a pack meal you know, like of of defense, oh. and and uh, also he like you know I think he's gonna move into your backpack. That's fine. Yeah, I'm gonna do some remodeling. So if you hear some banging and stuff, don't worry about it. It's not a bag of holding. Oh, it will be. He's <laughs> 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 just gonna install a pocket dimension. No. <laughs> and um, you know, I mean. He thinks six heel is kind of cool too. Uh-huh. So, you know. Six um, heel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, next I want to talk about things that didn't happen that were suggested that I'm sad didn't happen. Who suggested them? Well, th- these are some suggestions that you guys have come up with during the course of book 2 
that I'm sad never happened. Uh, and I think okay. the saddest thing that didn't happen that I really wanted to happen was Twin Talon running in with the second barrel <laughs> to, <laughs> to die hard explode. <laughs> uh, Evasion, man. <laughs> oh, I, I, There's a reflex save. Yeah, I thought you would have been fine. I, I just... <laughs> I love the rationale for that plan. I did too. Yeah. yeah. Just ride the shockwave out. Uh, I was really sad that that didn't happen. Um... There was a suggestion that someone try and sleep with one of the elephants early on. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? what? Yep. I don't remember uh, that. I, I, Is that a surviving I cast member? Either. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> um, so. Okay. Telling Silver to get fucked with the trunk of an elephant is not the same thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm really sad that the story I wrote about one of the the NPCs uh, literally didn't happen because you blew them to Kingdom Kong. <laughs> oh, is that was that the, the yeah. freaking Heaven's yes, Gate? Yes, it was by Heaven's Gate Silver. Can we talk about that? Because apps. Well, yes, we can talk about that. Okay, are we going to talk about that now, or is that? Planned. Sure, we can talk. No, we can absolutely talk about this now. So, so with Silver being abducted, I wrote in a uh, a separate cult that I based loosely on the Heaven's Gate cult because I find the Heaven Ga- Heaven's Gate cult very interesting. Mm-hmm. The fact that there are still surviving members who still keep the website up and running and they're still kind of functioning as a cult, even though. I think Sean recently watched the HBO documentary. Okay. I, oh, I rewatched it, yes. But um, I find cults in general very <laughs> interesting. And this book deals with a lot about cults in, well, not a lot about it, but it deals with a cult in Pathfinder. So the cult of cinders is the cinder claws, their whole idea behind what they're trying to do was very cultish, led by the one, the leader that you killed was her name was it uh yes balzamog yeah she was the leader of this cult and another cult was influencing her so there were it's cults all the way down um cults on cults yes (laughs) (laughs) he's like let's just sprinkle in another one (laughs) no i figured (laughs) throwing in another one would be good i also so that cult is still around uh and still will should have some effect uh in the game I think, I think they will. But I thought of all of the characters that left, I feel like Silver was the was the candidate most likely to join a cult. Okay. <laughs> I don't think Pawn Watcher would, and I definitely don't think Temid would with how he feels about like slavery and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. that was his character background. Right. So I, I felt he got turned into a damp fear. Uh-huh. And I actually wrote his character sheet before the Damp Fear Ancestry came out. So I actually built him as a low-level vampire. So that's why when he died, he turned to ash. Wait, wait. Aren't those guys like 13th generation 
They can actually walk in the sun. Different no. system. But the different different system. game. Different game. Different, different system. Different system. Different system. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. You're KT, right? I'm not no, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, so I wanted to have him show up because the cult was working with Belzamog on behalf of another group. And I thought it'd be really cool to have him show up. And he was cat. So he was the one who cast invisibility on the chimera. Ah. He cast haste on the other chimera. Ah. Um, so he was actually casting. So every time you heard the guitar playing, he was actually casting spells. And I was having, I was marking off the spells he could cast. Huh. And he was buffing them the whole time too. Now, what I hadn't expected mm-hmm. was you guys to blow out the walls and take the last four encounters and just smush them into one encounter. That was unexpected yeah, for us too. Not our smartest move. <laughs> that was awesome. I'll say it certainly wrapped it up quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? We're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're tired of this jungle. Also, it helped that when we detonated the second barrel, it took out a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. Is it weird that I, I pictured Twin Talon as the guy, the special effects guy from Tropic Thunder? When that <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I just, I just thought of the Muppet. Like, did somebody say explosion? <laughs> so that was, and and initially I had like, so if you hadn't blown up the the walls and you had walked around and gone through each door and triggered each event individually, he was going to be waiting at the the penultimate room and talk to you and try and convince you that what you're you're doing is wrong and and you should join this cult because he's been he's become so much more enlightened and all of this, but you blew him up. Well, I'm pretty sure the second he was like, I've gained more knowledge and I know the ways of the darkness. Now, sorry, uh, not sorry, yep. Brianna would have just been like, smart! Pretty much. <laughs> just like she did to the chimera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that was the, the things I'm sad that didn't happen. <laughs> Do you guys have any questions about book two? Mm. I think we've, we've addressed a bunch of them so far as we've yeah. kind of been talking about I, I have a question. I'm still confused. Yes, yes. Sorry, Rob, go ahead. You're, you're still confused? Yeah, when are we starting book two? <laughs> uh, as soon as we do the wrap-up, I think we're going to start the second book for you. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, so you so you added Vampire Silver to the, to the fortress at the end? Yes. So did we get any extra XP for him? Mm. Yes, yes, you did. Okay, that's <laughs> it. That's my only question. <laughs> 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 Um, so one thing I will say is, and the heat of the moment when you were like, I throw the black powder, the first black powder keg, how much damage does it do? I frantically flipped through the book and could not find it. So I just pulled the number out of my ass. Okay. But now on <laughs> retrospect, I have actually found the page where it gives the stats for the barrels. Mm-hmm. It was only supposed to be 5d6 in a 20 foot burst, but I liked what we did better. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't even remember what we didn't we do like twelve or eight? Eight eight D twelve. I love D twelves because I feel like they're not used enough. So they're definitely like that cool die that you have in your set that Mm -hmm. doesn't do anything, but it reminds me of barbarians, (laughs) so I think they're fun, but 
Yeah, you never use them. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I have a couple audience questions that we've gotten, and everyone can answer. This question ha- came from a couple of people. Who was your favorite NPC in book two? Renuli or Renali? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were twins. <laughs> like Gerhard and Erhard Pentrias? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so thank you for that question. Um, this is from Cassandra. Hi, Cassandra. Hello. She, she, she sent us in a couple questions. So the first one, if your character had a theme song, what would it be? Uh, <laughs> I feel like you should have given this one in advance. Yeah. So we had like. All right, I'll let you guys think about it. Uh, I'll I'll go to the next question and we'll come back. How's that? Where did Sean get his dice cursing powers? Well, <laughs> I I don't really have dice cursing powers. I know, shocker. Uh, I roll horrendously horrendously when i play games if i would draw as many crit miss cards as i do as the gm as a player I've, i <laughs> i have, can attest he rolls have you guys if you guys don't know there is a twitch game that happens every third <laughs> saturday yes. and you can watch that yourself <laughs> you can watch on it's true i've already lost a character in that game that uh-huh. it, and we're not even out of book that's, one <laughs> that's less to say about uh <laughs> You're rolling and more about uh, criticals with picks, but yeah. I've died 10 seconds into a game before. Oh so, like, gosh. yeah. I, okay, is that when your friends are, like, actively screwing? No, I, <laughs> uh, we, like, we made characters and they just rezzed in the middle of a battle as, like, an action scene. And I was a level one ranger in second edition D&D, and I rolled a one. And then my GM rolled on the crit miss chart oh, and man. rolled my head and then rolled the result. And oh. it was like twice the amount of hit points I had. So I inhaled my blowgun dart and died. Oh, uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh no. You, you, you did the steps wrong. You did. You instead of like inhale, <laughs> put like blow dart to mouth. You like put blow dart to mouth yep. and then oh, inhale. Essentially. No. So. I just passed my my historically <laughs> terrible rolling onto my players, apparently. And, you know, that's that's fun. But I will say I I am going to implement some new rules and I'm going to announce them here. Oh. I'm going to implement some new rules for the starting in the book three book book two for you, Rob. So, okay. yep. book two for Rob, book three for, mm. for the rest of everyone. The f- mm-hmm. Well, the first one was more of a pamphlet for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is your welcome brochure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you spend a hero point, and on your hero point, when you roll, you critically fail. You will not critically fail. You will take a regular failure. Okay. Does that, does that work sure, for everyone? Yeah. Sure. Hey, works for me. Next, because you guys, and by you guys, I mean Matt, deal so much damage <laughs> in a shot. I want to reward you for rolling really well. So, and that thus I can curse you better too. So, if you roll 20 over the AC, 
which would be technically a double crit, you get to draw an additional crit card and pick the best one. Hmm. So for every so for every ten right. you exceed the AC or um, casting, whatever you need to do for that, it's an additional crit, crit card. So for some reason, you get thirty above someone's AC, you would get three crit cards. Now, on the case of natural 20s, that are also 10 above an AC. That would be two cards. That's a double crit. I'd say that's a double crit. Yeah. Perfect. I'm just basically saying that for clarification. (laughs) I'm hoping this will entice some more people into our Patreon and give you guys some crit hit cards. That would be nice. Huh? Huh? (laughs) Wink wonk. So, So we can do that. Wink yeah. walk, exactly. So that those are the two new rules I would like to implement starting in book three, book one and a half for Rob. Wait, I just got my notebook. Okay, so rule one. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. Don't talk about fight club. <laughs> Let's go back to this Beautiful. theme song question. No. <laughs> no. Don't worry, I'll, I'll go to you last, Haya. It's fine. Okay. Christine. Fuck. Um. What's your gut instinct? Like witchy woman. Ooh, I was actually was? thinking something very similar. What were you thinking? Yeah, so mm-hmm. since you've had time to think about this question. Uh, so for Soraya, I was gonna say something like uh, witchy woman, or um, I want to say dynamite hack, but that's not it. Or I know uh, dynamite hack is a band. Um. I like witchy woman i like witchy woman matt what would you do for twin talon um uh, i think it's uh, it's hard um I, my gut instinct is colors of the wind <laughs> sorry he is our disney princess he, he is rob what do you think <laughs> knife sword theme song would be First thing that comes to mind would be Frontier Psychiatrist by the Avalanches. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's, he was ready. <laughs> Actually, I've been scrambling for the last five minutes trying to find it because I couldn't remember the name of the song. <laughs> All I could remember that was he was, there's a, the line from it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no, if, if you know that song, I think that song is, I think that's, that's Knife Sword. Uh, I was thinking Defying Gravity. For knife sword <laughs> with the uh, with the gravity well as his uh, cantrip <laughs> as a cantrip now oh that'd be awesome all right oh, oh, Jesus, don't get <laughs> <laughs> he said it was a cantrip DM said it was a cantrip it's cantrip hiya <laughs> the first thing that pops into mind for Brianna uh, I want to be a troll and say uh, all star by Smash Mouth but. Uh... <laughs> So um, if I had to guess, I would say I Brick know. House by the Commodores. I was thinking Let the Bodies Hit the Floor, but that's just... <laughs> well, I've that's, not been rolling I've... well enough for that, I don't think. <laughs> yes. I don't think that's also Twin Talons. Yeah, that, yes. was, that was my theme song in that one fight we had in the forest where I was just like sneaking up on people and stabbing them to death before they ever knew they were in a fight. That was, that was one of my favorite things that we've done, just sneaking around murdering people. Okay, and the last question we got from the audience is, if you were to sum up your character thematically, what would that theme or themes be? Before anybody else answers, uh, we do have at least three more questions submitted from the form, Sean. 
Oh, I don't even know where those are. I didn't even see those. Shake my head at you, sir. S M H. A plus A plus B. Shake my damn head at you, sir. No worries. I'll I'll read those. So, characters, theme or themes? I'm trying to think. Like, do, like I feel like the best way to sell, sell up Soraya is like delusional blog witch. <laughs> Like, do no. you guys disagree? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I love her, but like, she's she's not all there all the time. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I, I feel like Brianna takes a lot of her themes from her her faith. So Serenry being a, a deity of redemption, I think she definitely takes a lot into account for that. Okay. I guess with Twin Talon, there's a couple of things. There's, you know, kind of a search for self, as well as, um, you know, what does, I don't say nature versus nurture kind of a thing, but like how much of, how much of your, who you become is a product of your experience and how much of it is kind of where you're from and, and your, your lineage, your history, your, your people's history. Also murder. I don't know if that's, clear oh yeah probably also also rolling as many dice as possible <laughs> also murder. I, I don't know if that's a theme but okay i think it's just a mini thing i just want to roll as many dice as possible i i would just like to add in here that sean and i have gotten uh into age of sigmar and i got to roll an entire d6 cube of 36 nice. dice at once and that was possibly the most satisfying nice. thing i've ever done <laughs> rob what uh what themes do you have for knife sword Mm. The world is big, and every day it gets bigger. But it's also my plaything, and whatever that is, it's going in my mouth. No oh, man, okay. Why? <laughs> so toddler, okay? Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Hi, you said you we have three more questions. Yes, yes. Okay, lay them on, lay them on us. Okay, so <laughs> this is um, this is a person who prefers to be referred to. Uh, themselves as sir they're from usa usa and the question is sean what encounter are you most looking forward to in book three and what are the monster's weaknesses i feel like this person wants to help us yes sean weaknesses i'm looking forward to the fight with the redacted and (gasps) weaknesses redacted sorry i'm not finding anything called redacted in the monster's manual (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Okay. Next next question, because I'm obviously not gonna I I am excited about the next book though. I think I I think it's gonna be interesting. Good. That's the important part. Boy, I hope so. People have to listen to this. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, the next question is from Radhika. Um, please forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your name. Do yell at me on socials. Please, please do correct me. But it, her name is Radhika. They're from Delhi, as it says here. And oh. their question... Oh, Radhika, you're my favorite person now. Is, why are you so mean to Haya and cut her off, Sean? It's not nice. <laughs> Love the show. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. So I, I let me come clean. It started by mistake. Okay. 
it was a complete accident the first for like time. 50 episodes in a row and then he decided <laughs> i guess i should roll with it then the second time the second time i was like okay let me let me do this it'll be funny it'll be a little callback and then like the by the fifth time i was like well this is just how i end the end the episodes now i will wait till highest turn and then cut her off <laughs> <laughs> well, you just uh, been called out. <laughs> Haya, Haya, I will not cut you off in book three. Remains to be seen. <laughs> I will try not to c- cut you off in book three. Thank you. Are we taking odds on how many episodes <laughs> we get in? I would like to make an addendum to this question. Um, why do you like letting people only take one of their three? Yes, that is a good question. Didn't often, did it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad at counting. Oh, I'm sorry. Per turn, <laughs> yes, all the time. I thought you meant that that one time that he stopped the show in the middle of Brianna's turn. Okay. Oh no, I just mean literally anyone's turn where like we resolve one yeah, thing. Yeah, no, and I'm like, with you. Okay, on moving on. <laughs> one, two, five. No, three, sir. Three. Three. Little known fact that that character was based off me <laughs> with my counting ability. <laughs> uh, okay, and the last question. The last question. This is from Vincent from Scotland. Hey, Vincent. <laughs> Hello, <Hi>. Scottish <laughs> listener. This is very exciting. The question is, could we get a clearer answer or clearer, excuse me, answer as to why Aaron, Richard and Anwar are no longer on the show? Sure. So Richard has a very stressful real life job and it is a important job and not to dox Rich, you know, or anything like that. Work just was getting very busy. And the show was requiring more commitment and time. And fun fact, no one on the show gets paid. So I can't ask. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Sorry about that, Rob. Um, Oh, damn it. (laughs) So I cannot in good conscience ask someone to leave their real life job or cut into their real life job to do a essentially volunteer show mm-hmm. for anwar uh he had just taken a new job again the pandemic hit yeah and i feel like a new job he had just purchased a house mm-hmm. again this doesn't give any of us money so, again, asking him to take time away from a new job while he's moving and dealing with a pandemic. Again, it's just not something I could could ask him to do with a clear conscience. Mm-hmm. They both came to me and asked if they could, you know, bow out. And I said, absolutely. If, if we don't have fun doing it, it's going to come through the microphones and you guys are going to hear it. And it's if it, the minute it becomes super hard work to have fun playing this game, mm-hmm. we've failed as a show. Absolutely. And I've failed as a GM and, you know, a producer on this thing. So, like, is there a lot of hard work that we do behind the scenes? Absolutely. Haya, Matt, myself, we do all the editing of this. And I had never really I had done like high school audio editing 
and up to that point. So like asking people to sacrifice extra time away from their families, especially during a pandemic, it it's hard. And those are the two reasons why Rich and Anwar bowed out. With Aaron, there was some personal issues that I don't feel comfortable going into or I don't want to go into mm-hmm. um, some personal issues on his on his side of things. And well, he was also moving and he was starting grad school. Yes. Yes. Right. And there was just a lot of things in his life that were happening that just did not mix with having to do a show. Right. When I said at the end of the episode with Anwar and Rich leaving was, you know, sometimes real life gets in the way of art, and that is 100% the truth. Out of the entire cast, Rob is the only person that I don't know, but I know I have a performance background. Christine has a performance background. Haya has a performance background. Matt, do you have a performance background? Kind of. D- depends what you mean. Like theater or anything like that. Like I, I did theater in high school. I had my own uh, YouTube show for a while. I am a web celebrity. I don't know if you realize that. Mm-hmm. You're getting that on the cheap. <laughs> oh, I did not know that. I better double double your paycheck of zero. That's right. <laughs> Triple it. Yeah. <laughs> and Rob, did you grow up? Doing any performing or anything like that? Does um, sanitizing public telephones count? <laughs> that is a performance. Did you dance? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I did. I did. I did some. I did a little bit of theater in high school, but mostly I've done tech. I'm on the the tech side of stuff. Okay. So I did some of that in college, and my current profession does lend to audiovisual stuff. So yeah. So I know uh, at least again, at least for four of us in the cast. Performing has always been a, at least has always been a part of my life. Mm -hmm. And I stopped doing theater a couple years ago and I stopped all performing a couple years ago and I really started to miss it. Mm -hmm. So I decided to be a pro wrestler for a little bit. And then when my body was like, Hey, Sean, you probably shouldn't do that. I, (laughs) I was like, you know what? I love gaming pictures. Oh, absolutely. I have videos. I'll send them to you. (laughs) (laughs) Look up the beach bums. Find Brody. You'll learn what you. I miss performing, and I miss, (laughs) and especially with the pandemic hitting, like I miss performing. I miss putting something out for people to consume. Mm -hmm. So I went to people that I a knew gamed, and b I knew had some sort of performance aspect in their lives. Mm -hmm. With Rich and Anwar, I played a private game with them, and they're just such funny individuals that I was. Like they were a no-brainer to play, like to ask. So I hope that answers the questions. It's hard to answer why people left the show exactly without like doxing and stuff. Yeah. So real life happens. <laughs> There's no hard feelings. We still love them. They still love us. Like I said, and we're chilling on our Discord. Well, we still love them. We can't say they love us. We're not. Can't speak for anybody else. <laughs> But that's true. <laughs> no one has like gone to their social media to be like, oh my god, my time on the Crackdown podcast was just awful. It's a matter of t- <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, is drafting her, her one as I know, no. So if you want to check out what I was talking about earlier, back to me, you go to <laughs> facebook.com slash TV. That was the show. It was, it didn't last very long, but it was a lot of fun and it was very stupid, but I had fun doing it. <laughs> it was very funny. Uh, I'm going to make up a whole new set of merch for you that's just, I'm yes. the Okay. Yes, please. <laughs> we did have macho t-shirts. 
and it's it's not only because his name is is Matt, and therefore yes, the 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 other person on the show was also named Matt. Therefore, the the Matt show. Right, there was two of us. Yep. Well, they legally changed their name to Matt, so there exactly. would be exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Do we have any final thoughts on book two? What we're doing with this podcast, the show in general? I say good riddance for our our character's sake. I feel like book two kind of was hard emotionally for our characters. And it was also during a very difficult time in everybody's lives. So I look forward to starting book three in 2021. That, that's what it is. New spring yeah. energy in 2021. Mm-hmm, new book, mm-hmm. new buddies. It's gonna be a good time. No, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to book three. I'm curious to see you know what's gonna happen next. I, I'm excited for character developments. I'm interested to see how the uh, Citadel renovations go and if that has any impact on what we're doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm very excited to see where these characters go more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, well said. I was gonna say, well, I for one am looking forward to book two. <laughs> Um, uh, I would like to someday find out what the hell's going on. Um, and, Never. Uh, yeah, I think I can get better at knocking down the sticks with heads on them. Um, got some ideas. Uh, it seems to, it seems to impress everybody else. So, you know, I might keep up with that. You know, I gotta, I gotta pay for my apartment somehow. Um, yeah. So. Looking forward to it. I mean, okay, at least Brianna can That's charge rent now, Maya. And I should. Uh, Rob, there's a very easy way you can find out what is happening, and that's to listen to the Cracked Eye Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. What podcast is that? The Cracked Eye Podcast, or sometimes known as the Crack Eddie Podcast. Mm. You're, you're, you're welcome. Thank I'll, you. I'll stop now. <laughs> I'm, a several, I'm several episodes behind. I, I didn't know I was in the Cracked Eye Podcast. <laughs> I'm um, actually... I haven't gotten to that part yet. Oh, no. So. (laughs) Oh, no. Thank you for listening to the Cracked Eye Podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape, because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. 